and welcome to the Violin and Viola Practice Power Podcast. I'm Laurel Thompson, and today we're doing another installment of the Rhythm Trainer series. It's been a while. If you haven't heard the other two, go back and find them. They were published in 2010, and those two cover all the basic note values that we have, such as the whole note, half note, quarter note, eighth note, and sixteenth note. If you're not familiar with some of these, or if you're a little bit rusty on how to play them with a metronome, definitely go back. But uh, otherwise, stick with me here, and we're going to be covering the dotted rhythms, triplets, and some syncopation today. So it should be a lot of fun, and hopefully really helpful. So dotted rhythms are like the dotted eighth note, sixteenth note figure, or the dotted quarter note, eighth note figure, something like that, where we have one note that's longer and one note that's shorter. So one challenge with doing dotted rhythms is not migrating in the bow, so not creeping towards the tip or creeping towards the frog. And to avoid this, what we need to do is play the same amount of bow length for each note. So even though one is longer than the other, we're going to use the same amount of bow for each one. Um, to avoid having the short note sound really loud, since that bow stroke will obviously be going much faster, we need to lighten the pressure and possibly move the sounding point. So the place where your bow physically contacts the string away from you towards the fingerboard side. It might not need to be very much, but a little bit there will when combined with the lighter pressure on the bow, will help to take that volume down so that the whole figure sounds um, even in terms of volume. So we don't have any, any swells in volume there. Uh, so that's something to think about. But first of all, we need to figure out how these notes are going to be fitting into the different beats that we're gonna be trying. So starting off with the dotted quarter note eighth note figure. So a dot adds half of the note value that it's that it's stuck to. So if we have a dotted quarter note, that dot adds half a beat. So the quarter note gets one beat, therefore the dot adds half of one, which is another half. We get one and a half beats when it's all said and done. So when we put together the dotted quarter note and the eighth note figure, we end up with two beats. Since the eighth note is the smallest note value that we're dealing with here, we need to subdivide the whole figure into how we, we would be counting if we were counting the eighth notes. So you'll remember from the earlier, from the second rhythm trainer episode, that when we count eighth notes, we count one and two and three and four and. So that would sound like this with the metronome. One and two and three and four and. So now to get the dotted rhythm, we're essentially going to combine those first three eighth notes into one note. And then we're going to leave the next eighth note out and then combine the next three into one long note and then leave the next eighth note out. With the metronome, it would end up sounding like this. One and two and three and four 
and one and two and three and four. And with the violin, it would end up sounding like this. this again and you can try it with me. I'm playing on the A string as you can probably tell and we'll do this a few times and then we'll invert this rhythm and put the eighth note at the beginning and the dotted quarter note as the second note. So let's do it like eight times. The metronome here is at 60 if you want to try it later or just on your own. One and two and three and four and. So you can hear how the bow sounds faster on that eighth note. Um, that, that type of energy is, is pretty much unavoidable. You can definitely back off the pressure, back off the sounding points when you towards the uh, fingerboard side a little bit, and then for the dotted quarter note, move back. So it's kind of like this rotary motion. You can also experiment with tilting out to the outer edge of the hair. So the hair, if you place the bow on the string that's furthest away from you, you can tilt so that the hairs closest to you aren't actually touching the string and that can take off a little bit of pressure. So yeah, just kind of experiment with those three things. But I just wanted to give you the experience of hearing what it would sound like if you kept the pressure the same and the sounding point the same and you just did a fast bow to try and get yourself back to the same spot where you began the dotted quarter note. So um, this is not what we generally are looking for, but this is what it would sound like. different. I hope I didn't blast you guys out. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> so anyway, so experiment with that. Um, you know, when you're doing a faster bow too, if you stay in closer to the bridge, say where you would be playing the dotted quarter note, um, you, the bow might get a little bit chaotic. It might kind of skate across the string. You might get some harmonics. It's not a good place for a really fast bow to be playing. But if you're doing a slow bow, um, with more pressure, that can be an okay place to play, kind of closer to the bridge. But um, so there's a, a few different reasons why the kind of trio of actions that I mentioned before, the moving of the sounding point, the lightening of the pressure, and perhaps the tilting out to the outer hair um, could be a good option. Um, and of course, we're going to be using the same amount of bow for both of these notes, long or short. So that's a given. All right, so let's invert this one. So we're gonna put the eighth note at the beginning and then do the dotted quarter note. This time, let's start with an up bow so that in your bowing arm, it feels the same as what we just did. You might consider listening to this one first since I haven't played it yet and then rewinding and playing with me the second time. One and 
and two and three and four and. The next dotted rhythm we're going to do is the dotted 8th note and 16th note figure. So the dot on this note, since it's an 8th note, adds a quarter of a beat. So the dotted 8th note ends up getting 3 quarters of a beat, or is equivalent to 3 16th notes. So if you remember from the second rhythm trainer workout, that the 16th note, four of them fit into, in, into each beat. So let's review that for a second. So one E and a, two E and a, three E and a, four E and a. Now to do the dotted eighth note, 16th note, we're gonna add those first three 16th notes together, leave the next one by itself, add the next three together, for one longer note, and then leave the next one by itself. So it would sound like this. One E and a, two E and a, three E and a, four E and a. Let's try that one together, and then we'll invert it and try the opposite. We'll start down bow this first time and up bow once we put the 16th note at the beginning. One E and a, two E and a, three E and a, four E and a. And then the inversion. those are all the dotted rhythms we're going to do today. There's other dotted rhythms, obviously, like dotted half note and quarter note. That would be three beats and then one beat. And um, you could have dotted whole notes. Those would get six beats, different things like that. But I think this will be enough to get you started and to give you the understanding of how to deal with these and how to count them. So next we want to do triplets. This shouldn't take long. Triplets are just three notes fitting into one beat. They're notated generally like, you'll see them like eighth notes, and you'll see a little three written down there. Well, that doesn't mean to play it with the third finger. That means that all three of those notes, rather than being eighth notes, are triplets. So the metronome is still at 60 here. I'll demonstrate. Then we'll try it together. Maybe we can do this as a scale to mix it up a little bit here. So triple it, triple it. To make sure that these don't start turning into something that sounds like just straight eighth notes, 
where the pulse is like one, two, three, four, five, six, or one, two, one, two, one, two. We want to make sure that the first note and then the fourth note and then every three notes after that have a little bit of an emphasis, not an accent, but just lean into those notes just a little bit. So now the first one's going to be a down bow. The second one though is going to be an up bow. So you're moving against gravity. You want to give that up a little bit more energy. Make it really sound like that. Let's try this one first just on an open A. We'll do it like eight times just to get the feel for the triplets. So triplet, triplet. Now let's do that scale. So it was a D major scale. We're going to start on the open D string and just do one octave. So we're just going to go up to the next D and then come back down. We're going to repeat the top note, the top D, and for your finger patterns on both strings, both the D and then the A, you're going to be doing that major finger pattern. It's the first pattern that I do in my intermediate intonation workouts. So if you go back and check those out, you'd look for the D and the A strings. For I think probably everyone out there, it's the first finger pattern you ever learned. The second and third fingers are close together, so therefore it's a high two. Um, let's give it a try. Oh, and I'm doing a fourth finger on the way up and an open A on the way down, so you can do it that way to practice your fourth fingers or whatever you want, but uh, let's give this a try. So place your bow in the middle of the bow on the D string, and let's try this. Triple it, triple it. encounter something that looks like a triplet but doesn't have that little three under it near the bar of the the three eighth notes bar together is if you're dealing with six eight time or twelve eight time something like that so six eight time means that there are six beats in each measure but it's the eighth note that's getting the beat so essentially there are six eighth notes in each measure measure or note values that amount that add up to the timing that it takes to play six eighth notes. Um, the same thing with 12. So in this case, there are 12 eighth notes in each measure. So 12 beats, and it's the eighth note that gets the beat. So these might gr be grouped in sets of three, looking like triplets, essentially sounding like triplets, but you're not going to have that little three written in. And so don't let that throw you off. It's still, it's still going to feel like a triplet figure. An example of a piece in 6-8 time could be some sort of jig from Celtic or Irish music. I'm just going to play a snippet of this one for you and hopefully you'll be able to pick out that triplet feel. I'll use the metronome so you can hear how the beats fit in with these notes and uh, it's called Saddle the Pony. <laughs>
this one is pretty fast and I'm not setting the metronome such that each beat is falling on an eighth note. I'm actually setting the metronome such that it's the dotted quarter note that's getting the beat. Um, if we were counting one, two, three, four, five, six, one, two, three, four, five, six, it would uh, be really hard to keep up. So it's easier if we count one, two, three, four, five, six, one, two, three, four, five, six, one, two. Da, 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 da. Anyway, hopefully that makes sense. An example of 12-8 time could be from Suzuki Book 5, the Gigue from Sonata in D minor by Veracini. I'll play a bit of this one as well. There's a lot going on here and it's going pretty fast, but try as best you can to pick out the triplet sounding figures. to syncopation. Syncopation is when the strong beat of a measure is not on the downbeat. So if we were playing quarter notes and we were just playing straight quarter notes, non-syncopation would obviously sound like this. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. If we syncopate it, we're going to offset those beats by half a beat for just an easy syncopation. So let's try that. So one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. If we were going to be playing it on our instrument, it would sound like this. One, two, three, four, one. When syncopation shows up in a piece, it's often unexpected. Perhaps the composer was wanting to kind of surprise the listener. It definitely shows up in classical music, but it particularly shows up in music like reggae and jazz and, and uh, different stuff like that. Funk um, is really common in, uh, in alternative styles for us string players. It can also show up when the notes that we're playing are fitting in with the beat, but we're accenting certain notes in such a way that they're unexpected notes. They're not going with the beat structure, so they're not on the one or the two or the three or the four. They're somewhere kind of in between. So let me just demonstrate what that might be like. So you can hear how the last 16th note has some emphasis. So that could be a way to kind of surprise the listener through syncopation. Another way that syncopation shows up is when a rest is where a strong beat is supposed to be. So for example, that 
that's an eighth rest followed by three eighth notes, another eighth rest, and then three more eighth notes and on and on after that. And sometimes we can get some syncopation by mixing up the note values, for instance, try some of these. Let's start with that first one where we just offset the quarter note by a half a beat. So I'll count in four, then I'll count one, and we're going to begin on the and of one with quarter notes. So combining the and and the two, the and and the three, the and and the four, and then um, we'll just keep going. You can always listen the first time and then rewind. Let's do it on A. One, two, three, four, one. Now let's do the last one that I demonstrated, which was the eighth note and then two quarter notes, and then an eighth note, and that's one measure, and then we just keep repeating that. So um, let's give this one a try also on A. One, two, three, four. Now let's do the eighth rest followed by three eighth notes and eighth rest and three eighth notes and on and on. That rhythm. This one is actually the second rhythm of the twinkle variations from Suzuki book one. It sounds a little bit different because in that book, the rhythm starts off with just the downbeat and therefore two eighth notes. But it's really the exact same thing. So let's try it. One, two, three, four, one. make sure that you're leaving some space for that rest, so you're not playing through the rest. We're actually needing to hear one click from the metronome during that time, so listen for it. Let's do just one more. This one is the pinnacle of the podcast. Not really, it's just a little bit more challenging perhaps. Uh, it's definitely a lot of fun, and hopefully you'll be able to get it. I would listen to it first and then rewind and play it again with me. But um, in case you want to know what this is, though, it might be easier just to listen to it and try and copy me. If you do want to know what it is, it's an eighth note, quarter note, an eighth note, another eighth note, quarter note, an eighth note, and that's one measure, and then two quarter notes, an eighth note, a quarter note, and then an eighth note, and that's the second measure. And you can repeat that all again. Yeah, sounds really complex, I know. But just listen, and you'll pick it up really fast, I promise. One, two, three, four. All right, so that's it for today. I hope you had fun. I did. 
you can find me at my website, which is www.laurelthompson.com. That's spelled L-A-U-R-E-L-T-H-O-M-S-E-N. Also, I just, and I mean just, put up a Facebook page. I've joined the club. It's called Laurel Thompson Music. So I don't have many friends yet. If you can go and like my page, um, we can get in touch and it can be a good forum for you guys to send me suggestions, ideas, questions, to connect with each other as well. That's what I'm hoping for. So go check that out, Laurel Thompson Music. And you'll also, through that, um, know all about different activities that I'm doing, like performances and new podcasts coming up and my writing and all that kind of stuff. So go check that out. And if you're interested in some lessons, we can do it in person if you're in the California Central Coast area, or we can do it online via Skype. So send me an email if you're interested in that. My email is laurel at laurelthompson.com. So until next time, have a great day and happy practicing.